Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another incredible interview and one that I have been looking forward to because we're going to be discussing a topic that I have not yet got up on my podcast and that's going to be about twin flames. Now, if you've ever wondered what a twin flame is and how you can magnetize that twin flame back into your life, this episode is just for you. Today, I'm talking to Elle Hurry, a twin flame and ascension specialist that helps you to eliminate the fear connect with your soul and then by doing so magnetizing this twin flame to you i am excited to talk about this and also excited to hear about Elle's story because i know she's experienced the pain of losing somebody from her life only to bring them back once she established that true connection within herself hi Elle, how are you going today hey i'm great jennifer thank you how are you I am incredible. So we're going to start off this interview by you telling us your story and how you came to be so interested in the twin flame and um, and how you magnetize that person back. Yeah, thanks. So, um, well, I became interested in this um, just because I was thrust onto a twin flame journey, my own twin flame journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened in 2013. So going on nine years now. And it was, um, you know, I met this person and, you know, it was like, all of a sudden we were just drawn to each other like magnets and we, our energies just built up and we just, I mean, I felt like he didn't, no one else had gotten me like him. Um, I felt like, you know, no one, um, like we, like we've known each other forever. Like I found home. Mm. Right. And like, like we knew before, and it was just amazing um, for six weeks. (laughs) And then suddenly he was just like gone. And it was, I was just floored. I was floored. I felt like my soul had literally been ripped from my body. I was an emotional puddle and wreck on the floor for six months. I couldn't function. I was a new, um, newly divorced single mom of two preschool kids. And I, I, I could barely get them up and out into like, you know, preschool in the day. And then I just come home and like 10 hours straight, lay on my floor and cry. Mm. Um, it was, it was awful. And I sought help um, in those six months through 13 different spiritual advisors, psychics, a voodoo mambo, a therapist, um, and just no one was able to help me. Back then though, nine years ago, believe it or not, Twin Flames wasn't even a thing in spiritual mm. circles. Like not one person in those six months had mentioned twin flames to me until finally, um, like the 13th person and six months in, I called a psychic call-in line, just desperate again. And um, that lady, um, she mentioned twin flames. So then I Googled twin flames. And at the time, like two things came up. And one of them was who this amazing lady in Australia who became my teacher. Her name was Leora and I went right on her website and, um, you know, signed up for enrolled in like a couple like sessions with her, I guess. And one was right that night. And, um, within two weeks after six months of just being a mess mm. within two weeks, um, I was able to function and within a month I was back to feeling happy and, and normal and fun again. And, um, within three months, I, my twin flame came back and this was after he had blocked me and told me to off and. Not <laughs> ever 
Wow. So, so we're going to start start this off by you first telling us exactly what a twin flame is, and let us know. Do all of us have a twin flame, or is it like is there a select few, or how does that kind of work? Yeah. So yes, everyone has and is a twin flame. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is um, you can understand that by understanding what twin flames are. Mm -hmm. So twin flames are um, one soul and two bodies or, you know, two people that share the same soul. You look at it either way. Um, And everyone just has one twin flame. And why that is, is our soul is energy like everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but it doesn't originate in the third dimension like our physical world is 3d so it's a third dimension mm-hmm. and our souls originate in 5d which is the fifth dimension now the third dimension has a completely different energetic paradigm of the fifth dimension and the third dimension um it's one of opposites and duality and we can see that and things just you know like up and down hot and cold in and out like light and dark mm-hmm. good and bad you know, everything has an opposite and in 5d it's not like that everything just is so our soul when we incarnate here as energy, it has to assimilate energetically into the paradigm of the third dimension, which is one of duality and opposites. Uh. So it needs to make two opposites of itself. So one is in the body of one twin flame and one is in the the physical body of the other twin flame. And in energetic terms, opposites are called polarities. So one twin flame is one polarity of the soul's energetic field. And the other twin flame is the other polarity. Wow. Okay. And so, but we may go through, we may go through life. Like, do we go through life and then maybe never get in touch with our twin flame? Is that something that can, that can happen? Well, um, I mean, I guess it can happen if you die in infancy and you have yet in that life, Mm. you know, And then you come back. It's all good. It's all good. We'll continue on. I can I can piece it all back together again. It's all good. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It, it happens. It's a connection. So, but we were talking about twin flames. So, um, okay. So every one of us has a twin flame that that our soul has split into. So we we how do we know who our twin flame is? And it doesn't always have to be, um, it's not always like a romantic partner or something like that, is it? No, it isn't. Um, that's a very good question. It, it isn't. Um, we've had people who like were like best friends and then all, all of a sudden they went through the twin flame journey and they, you know, the whole thing happened just like, you know, the twin flame thing. They, yeah. they were, you know, got along great. And then all of a sudden one ghosted, one left and, you know, it's just like, what happened? Yeah. So you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be romantic. The majority tend to be, but that it doesn't have to be that way at all. And there's really no rules to it. But so the way why you would, would, so why, so why would, cause you say you go through a twin flame journey and then all of a sudden you kind of split apart from each other. And so why is that? Why do we, is it kind of like when we go through the dark night of the soul and our spirit, we're going through that spiritual ascension, um, is it similar to that? Yeah, the twin flame journey is part of the ascension process. And yes, it feels for the, okay. So yeah, 
there's a push twin flame and a pull twin flame. So remember those polarities I was talking about, mm -hmm. like where, you know, one polarity is in one twin flame and one, the other polarity is in the other twin flame of the soul's energetic field. Well, okay, that's fine. They, those polar, it just, it just lays dormant. Like mm -hmm. nothing, that doesn't mean anything until the soul has what's called soul recognition. And that's like a moment in time that the soul decides no one can choose this. No one can want could want to will this to happen um you can't intend this to happen it just the soul decides at one point it recognizes itself within the physical body of the twin flames and at that point those polarities become activated and so they they build up and the polarities manifest as a push pull so one twin flame has this push energy and it's pushing all of their energy onto the other twin flame that has a pull energy who's pulling away from the push energy at the same time so, um, but, and this energy is like, you know, it's strong, it's soul energy. So it's powerful energy um, in the universe. So what happens is it's very, you know, it's, it's practically impossible for the twin flames physically to be together with this push pull action yeah. going on um, underneath the surface, you know? So that's what happens. Wow. And, um, and yeah, so uh, the way you know that you're on a twin flame journey though is i mean i know you can go google signs you met your twin flame and you know it's all like the positive things like i mentioned earlier like you feel like no one else has gotten you like that like you feel a sense of home you know you feel mm. like you've known them before, all of that but you can have all of that with a close resident soulmate as well yeah um so that's not that's not just in you know um distinguishable to twin flames how you know that you're on a twin flame journey is that um, once the push pull goes into effect and the one twin flame pulls, the push twin flame is left there feeling like almost going through a dark night of the soul type feeling. Right. And they have this energy where they, they can't focus on anything. By the way, this, the push pull is duality and all duality is fear-based energy mm -hmm. and the fear-based energy controls the mind. So they have this fear-based energy just pushing onto this other twin flame and it's controlling their mind. So they have these obsessive thoughts about the twin flame, like really where it's just like gets ridiculous and you can't think oh. or focus on anything else. So that's one sign. The other sign is something we call core wound pain. And that happens usually either in your heart, your solar plexus or your sacral chakra. And so what that is, is that's, that's the place where your energy is pushing out of your body. So remember the push twin flame has their energy pushing out. And so it pushes out of one of those chakras. And um, when the pull twin flame pulls away and the push energy is pushing out, um, it, it feels painful in whichever chakra that is. But pain is um, is a very wide like scale of it. So mm -hmm. it could be anything from like a clenching, tightening, butterfly type, nervous type feeling, all the way to feeling like your soul's been ripped from your body and you've been disemboweled there and anywhere in between. So that's called core wound pain. So that's another sign. So you have the obsessive thoughts, you have the core wound pain. And then the third sign is actually doubt. Okay. Because like I said, this is fear-based energy and it controls the mind. So even as, you know, you know, that there's just this knowingness, this resonance that this is something different. This is some, I mean, your, you know, your soul won't let up until you go and you do the work that's necessary to stop mm. this push from pushing. That's the whole point of the journey. Um, uh, you know, but you, you just know, you know, like this is something different that's never happened before. You know, this is something different going on here. Extraordinary is happening. But still, there's always this little tiny vestige of doubt in your mind, your mind being like, no, this can't really be happening. This isn't really my twin flame. That's not what's really going on. But there's always going to be that little vestige of doubt until all of the fear-based energy is balanced out because fear is doubt. Mm. And there's just always a little bit of doubt. So those are the three signs, really. 
Wow. Crazy. So, so say like what happened with you and you, you know, you separated, you parted ways. It wasn't a very pleasant parting um, from the sounds of it. And so how did, obviously you knew at that point, well, I suppose you didn't know until you actually went and spoke to the lady from Australia, did you? What was happening? Right. Yeah. No, she's the only, yeah. I didn't know until I spoke with my teacher, Leora, what was really happening at all. Okay, cool. So, so when she told you and you went through the process, um, how did you manage to bring him back into your life? Um, what sort of process was that? Does it, and how did it feel when that happened? <laughs> well, okay. So the process basically is you don't, you bring them, you can magnetize your twin flame back in when you're not trying to magnetize them again. Yeah. <laughs> the twin flame paradox, right? Because as long as you're focused on getting that twin flame, that's your push energy pushing towards your twin flame, which means your twin flame is going to be pulling away. Yeah. So it can't happen that way. It has to be where you stop, you focus on yourself, you focus on this push energy. And by focusing on it, you learn to alchemize it, Mm -hmm. which means you're transmuting it. And when fear gets transmuted, it gets transmuted into love. And so you're actually taking your fear-based energy within yourself um, that your twin flame actually shows you. Um, You know, that's the whole why the twin flame's involved and why this is a twin flame journey is you're showing that part, your twin flame shows you that part of yourself. That's why they say the twin flame is a mirror, but really it's not. They're not reflecting what they're doing, saying, thinking, feeling is it's nothing to do with you. What has to do with you is, is the energy, is the soul energy that you share. And so, because you're in this journey, whenever they come around or whatever, they, sh- your fear-based push energy feeds up again and you're able to see more of that. And so that's how they show you yourself, but it's by focusing within on yourself that you see that part of yourself, not like on what your twin flame is doing or, or with whom or whatever. Right. So that's what you do. You just focus on this energy. Yes. So so it's about, so it's about staying in the present, I suppose, just, just focusing on, on your inner being, focusing on what you're doing, where you're going and stopping those obsessive thoughts. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then that starts to attract them back because you're not having the push that's, that you've been, I suppose, pushing them away in some, some regards, because the energies are supposed to so strong so um so if you say that happened and you didn't know and you didn't know what was happening would you have that sense of sense of not being one like your whole life or what would what would happen in that situation say you weren't able to magnetize him back what would sort of happen in that situation um well, as long as you are balancing out, we call it balancing out, um, mm-hmm. you know, stopping the push energy and, and you know, focusing on yourself, um, you're fine because yeah. it, um, it's that push energy that is so desperately yearning and trying to get that physical form of your twin yeah. flame, right? And that's what makes you feel like you're not whole. Your fear energy is what has you looking outside of yourself for anything that we want, actually. Um, when really we are everything that we desire, because really ultimately when it comes down to it, what everyone mm-hmm. desires from whatever it is they think they want is a feeling of peace and safety and security. Absolutely. And wholeness. And you are that within yourself already, right? And so 
and that's the paradox. It really is a paradox with anything we desire. Once we stop chasing it and looking for it and trying to desperately grab onto it and we just be present and, and content with ourselves and be with ourselves, that's when you know we, we open up the energetic space to allow our soul and the universe to bring in what we desire. Wow. Cool. So, so if, if somebody if somebody's struggling and they're wondering why something's happened with some relationship in their life, like you said, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can be a um, it can be a friend. Um, have there have there been situations where maybe there's children or something something involved or? Oh yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Everyone's journey, the way it plays out is unique and individual for itself. So there's no way, like if you find like, oh, twin flames, twin flames have to go through this or have to do this or go through this phase or whatever. That's all not true. There's like 99% of the information out there actually about twin flames is, is, is not true. It's misconstrued or it's made up or it's just not true. Yeah. Um, it's very confusing out there. But um, yes, there's twin flames that, you know, share kids. We've had twin flames who have been married for 40 years, then all of a sudden, and they didn't know they're fine. And normal they thought normal marriage relationship but the next thing you know like they had soul recognition and there they are going their crazy twin flame stuff also very common is um twin flames living on opposite ends of the world never even meeting in person yeah. but meeting through like online or something and you know the energy it's is like that strong. instant connection that you just you just mm -hmm. know that there's something else there um and so yeah. we we only have we only have one twin flame because yes. we've obviously split um so what what happens if for instance your twin flame something happens to them and and obviously they they pass away or um they ascend at some point um will that part of our soul does that reincarnate i suppose into into another body or um how, how would that work yeah so um that part of your soul well, first of all, for you, it would work like say you're the one your twin flame passes over. We this is this has happened, mm -hmm. you know, more than once for people we worked with. Um, the whole point of the journey is not to be with your twin flame physically. Yes, yes that can happen. Yes, that can be a byproduct, but that's not why your soul makes you do this. Like mm -hmm. I said, it's part of the ascension process. So the whole point is alchemizing your fear-based energy into love, which causes you to shift closer into alignment with your soul and your truth, your mm -hmm. passions, everything you desire, which your soul is love energy. So that's how you, 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 you shift closer into alignment with your soul. And ascension is rising up. It's rising up out of the fear-based energy um, of the 3D physical world in a, in a spiritual way, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, not physically levitating, but you know, you do that by alchemizing your fear-based energy into love. Yes. Love is a higher vibration energy. So, um, so you can still do that if you're, whether your twin flame is physically there or not, um, once you're on the journey, you still can see your own fear-based energy. And of course it's going to, you know, giving you in your mind, it controls your mind. So it's going to have other ways of you for, for grieving your twin flame. All of that is, is a way for you to see the fear-based energy and balance that out. Grief is fear. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it is, you know, like, like our soul love is, doesn't grieve anything because love is all encompassing. It's not missing anything, you know? Um, but, you know, so there's just all different ways you can, you can balance out the fear-based energy. Um, that. yeah. So that's what happens with that. Now, the part of your soul, um, when you're, if you're twin flame passing, no, it'll reincarnate, reincarnate, um, you know, in the next lifetime mm -hmm. until you reach ascension. Okay. 
Great. So, so let me just ask you, what is your, what is your beliefs about the concept of, you know, the world being an illusion and the importance that we, we should have on maybe going with the flow, because that would make a massive difference in attracting that twin flame into your life too. Yeah. Um, the fact that our physical world is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so what does that mean to you? So that means to me that nothing really matters mm-hmm. in the physical yeah. world, um, which means the more that, and this is how we teach our students, the more you can stay um, in your center, your heart center, which we, which is where you can access your soul feelings, actually, mm-hmm. the more you can like just be there and out of your head and just, just be, um, you know, you'll see that that's the case because the physical world keeps changing. It's dynamic. Nothing is permanent. It's all temporary. Whereas the only thing that's eternal, the only thing of any of us or anything that we experience is eternal is our souls. Yeah. Our souls are eternal. So that's what's real. And the soul is how we're connected to our twin flame. We share the same soul. We're not connected through personality. We're not connected through um, any kind of physical attributes. They can be all over the board and then some, right? It Mm -hmm. doesn't, those have nothing to do with it. You only, we only connect it through our soul energy. And so the longer we can hang out in our heart center and our soul, first of our soul is everything we desire. It's love, it's peace, it's joy, it's abundance, it's um, our purpose, our passions, everything that we truly desire, our truth is our soul. So the longer we can hang out there and when you reach ascension, you'll be there constantly. But Mm -hmm. until we reach ascension, we can't always be there, you know, our mind's gonna always take us out. But when we can catch that as often as we can and just kind of softly go back in when we get, when we are able to, the more we can do that, the more then we're emanating our, our truthful energy, our soul energy out there into the universe, which by law of attraction means the more we're going to start magnetizing in people, situations and things that more closely resonate with our truth and what we truly desire and our purpose yeah. and our passions, including especially our twin flame, because that's the only other thing in the whole entire history of the cosmos that resonates exactly with our truth is our twin flame. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, you know, what you focus on, you attract in when we when we look at the the law of attraction but that's kind of you know as long as we're going with the flow as long as we as you say recognize that you know the world is an illusion everything that's in front of us is it's not real as you said it's it's all it's all a perception um Mm -hmm. and so we need to be able to stay in that place of love and and fear is what's going to push us out of that out of that space so what meditation to me I mean I'm a big meditator I love meditation it, it gets me to that to that um, connection with my higher self which is which is what we're yeah. all looking for um, so I would assume you're probably a big meditator too actually I'm not no you're actually. not okay no, not anymore. Not, not since going through this journey, actually. Yeah. Um, I think one of the gifts of, of this journey, um, at least I've been able to, like, is to just drop into that without yeah. having to actually do the whole meditative process. Um, you know, when I, but again, I had to be aware to do it and, you know, I can't be there all the time. No, <laughs> no we can't reside in the, in 5D all the time. So, um, but that's, but that's awesome. And I think, and I think emotions must play a really big part big part in this as we said with with you know staying in that place of joy and and letting go of that fear what are some what are some strategies you may um 
you may recommend that would help somebody to be able to let go of that fear, to be able to release it and, and just realize that, you know, our soul's journey is, is joy and it's abundance and it's prosperity and everything else that we're looking for. What are some techniques that people could actually use to, to do that? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked that. So the first thing is to realize that any of our emotions, um, you know, are emotions that change, you know, mm -hmm. we have our soul feelings, which are constantly like peaceful and calm, but then we have emotions, you know, which we can feel happy and high one day and like crap the next day or next minute or however, right. They, yep. they change their physical world emotions, right? So they're not real either. What they are, I mean, they're valid. You should always feel your feelings. I'm not saying to resist them, but yes. just to understand whenever you have some kind of negative feeling about something, whether it's anger or sadness or whatever, feel it, feel the feeling. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in the middle of feeling it, if you're crying or kicking something or whatever, hopefully, mm -hmm. hopefully you do this like alone and not, not to <laughs> dump it on other people. But you know, when you're in the, in the process of doing that, notice what thought forms come in about mm -hmm. whatever you're, you're experiencing those feelings about. And then realize that those thought forms, the only reason why you're feeling negatively about something is because you're judging whatever it is you're thinking about as a bad or negative thing, mm. right? So it's all about being judgy, actually. For example, I'll give you, this is an example I love to use. So, okay, the bride on her wedding day, you know, has a whole outdoor wedding plan, then it's, it's like raining, right? So she's looking at the rain and she's like thinking it's awful. Like it's mm -hmm. a horrible thing, come on rain, bad down the street on the other side of town, you know, the farmer whose crops have been dying of drought, all of a sudden the rain, and he's looking at the same exact thing, the same external physical world thing. And he's thinking, oh, this is great. Thank goodness, yeah. So yeah, so it's not the rain or anything that's going on outside of us that's good or bad. It's all in how we're judging it ourselves. Yeah. So nothing is good or bad. It's all in how we judge it. And we we, we form those judgments based on so many things like, you know, um, past experiences, uh, family beliefs, um, limiting beliefs, yeah. you know, behavior triggers come in, um, you know, so, but it really helps if you can, you know, feel the feeling, but then if you can see, wow, this is, I'm thinking, I'm feeling this way because I'm thinking that this, this thing really really sucks mm -hmm. really it's our perception suck. of it it's our perception and right. exactly. everybody and everybody has a different perception and if you if you realize that you know nothing is really good or bad it's it's how you perceive that to be as you said and that's a really good example of the of the bride and the the farmer because mm -hmm. you know what what seems to be really terrible to one person to another person is a blessing and so rather than beat yourself up over things that you're thinking or, or, you know, how you're feeling, and I've always, I've always said to the kids, you need to feel your feelings, right? Don't, because they're, they're actually a message to you, um, something that, that the soul's trying to get across to you. So you've got to feel them and you've got to know exactly what's happening. You've got the thought forms coming in, recognize what's, what the message is that's trying to come through to you because if you keep pushing those feelings away you keep pushing those you know anger or fear or anything like that away then you're not going to get the messages that are trying to come across so I totally agree with you it's absolutely important that you that you listen to it and um, yeah. get those messages so yeah no resistance resistance <laughs> is actually and the judgment is fear. All that kind of stuff is resistance. Because so we judge something as bad, we're resisting it. Mm -hmm. you know? And we don't want to resist our feelings or our thoughts, actually. We want no. to see them. We want to see them. We want to feel them. We want to um, you know, allow them to be. 
but then take a step back and, you know, and really see the big picture of what's going on. Yeah, and that we are in charge of. Yeah, yeah, we're in charge of our own of our own destiny, really. And I think the thing is that um, a lot of the time you were briefly touched on beliefs, and our belief system is, you know, it's instilled in us by the time we're seven years old, and mm. so often how we perceive something is based on the messages that came from people from our parents or grandparents or authority figures at a very young age. So they're not even actually our perceptions of things. They're actually the perceptions that have been drilled into our, not they're unconscious. They're our parents and that they haven't done anything wrong in that regard. That that's come from their belief systems too. So often we've got generations and generations, generations of belief systems that have all piled up on one another so oftentimes we go, oh, that's really bad, but it's only because of what other people perceive it to be. So it's right. really important that we start to tap in internally and go, is this what I truly believe? Mm-hmm. You that's know, it, totally true. Yeah. Yeah. And not even just our families, but of generations yeah. of families, of course, but also society as a whole, mm-hmm. and civilization, uh, you know, laws and norms and and you know even like the definition of love and how romantic relationships should be and all of that I mean that's all that all just yeah it just comes from generations and generations of just humanity yeah and you do you you do see it evolving over time like even now like as the years go on that that evolves and those definitions change and and you will see it change all around you but Mm -hmm. but it is important that you know, we don't look at what somebody else believes and and think that's the way it has to be because that's right. not that's not the situation. We need to tap inside and go, okay, how do I really feel about this? Is this something that, you know, I perceive as negative or positive or is this something that I believe that I want to be a part of or is this, you know, and I think that's the problem is that we don't tap into what we truly believe we we allow those that are around us or society you know especially if we watch the news all the time um Mm -hmm. to dictate what's you know what our belief system is so that's why i think it's really important because then once we can actually accept um our own beliefs and once we can accept um our truth then that fear and that judgment and all of that just dissipates so yes. it is something that needs that is really important to um, take control of. So I love yeah. I love it's how empowering. you said that, Elf. <laughs> Thank you. And it's empowering, right? It it's I mean, it's so amazing how like we just give our power. We've been you know just conditioned to give our power away. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. And and to not know that we're doing it. That's the right. thing. Exactly. It's it's right. like you're going, but you know why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like I'm doing something wrong? Um, why do I feel angry or why do I feel scared? Or, And then you realise when you look back and you go, oh, wow, okay, that's the reason why. And often we've had energetic ties that have been hanging on to us for, for so long that all we need to do is just release it and then it's you know, and then it's all gone. I mean, and this is, this is part of the, this is part of the, um, the problem with the the lack mindset at the moment or the poverty mindset when we're talking about finances um, is because when we look back in in our history and we look back in our belief systems um, we've we've gone through experiences that have caused some sort of energetic 
tie, um, some sort of belief systems. I know that happened to me um, growing up as well because my parents kind of struggled growing up. Um, and once you're able to actually get through that, then you can actually start to recognise that that's not who you are. That's not your truth. I think that's what our soul is trying to get across to us. Yes, because everyone's, everyone's soul is perfect. Mm -hmm. It's love, it's peace, it's joy, it's abundance. You know, there's more than enough to go around. Everyone's is that. Yep. Yeah. And so, so when we talk about the, the twin flames, and I love this because there have been times when, you know, when I've met someone, I've had this instant connection. It's just like a, um, like you said, like you've known them for years and years, but there is a difference because you did specify that you can have the twin flame or you can have the soulmate um, or the soul family or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. So how would you differentiate between those two? I know you said that there's that obsession and, um, you know, those are the little points that we pointed out, but how would you sort of like separate the two of them? Because you could have a lot of different soul soulmates and soul family. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you really can't differentiate until you're left, until even the twin flame. Until you've gone the, through the twin flame journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only, otherwise you wouldn't, you wouldn't be any the wiser. Like I said, there are close resident soulmates that can, you know, can invoke, I guess, that you can feel those kind of connections with that yeah. um, feel the twin flame prior to the, uh, the push-pull um, manifestation yep. of the energies. Um, yeah. But I do want to point out that your soul family, so this is interesting. So obviously you and your twin flame are the same soul. So you have the same soul family. Yeah. Even though physically, you know, you're going to have two separate physical families, it looks like, but they're all part of the same soul family because mm -hmm. you always have the same soul family, right? That you kind of incarnate with in every lifetime. Yep. And, you know, um, but, you know, one lifetime, your mother could be your twin flame's brother and like vice versa, and like, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Well, that that has we have covered a lot today in terms of the twin flames. Now, the the big thing that we need to focus on with this is that if you are going through that twin flame journey and you are feeling those emotions that Elle was talking about, and you've got that obsession and and you know you you feel like you you don't belong and you're lying on the floor for. 10 days straight crying and you're wondering what's happening to you then um there are resources out there that can help you as well Elle's one of them do you do coaching Elle yes we have we have coaching um coaching program magnetize mm -hmm. your coaching program and then beyond with for people who um after they finish that program as well okay we also have um yeah, we also have a download, um, do it yourself system, um, mm -hmm. which is our download teachings. And you also get into a Facebook group with that. And you can add on some extra coaching to that if you'd like to do that. We also just launched uh, on the 14th on Valentine's Day, our, our very new brand new um, Be With Your Twin Flame app. Nice. And so that's, yeah. And that's where you can go and you can take a quiz if are they really your twin flame? Because everyone has that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can take a free quiz there and see about that. And then the app's really awesome just to help, um, you know, because it's all about really feeling good again and, mm -hmm. you know, getting out of your mind and all of that. And so the app's really going to be helpful with that. And, and also with the app, you know, we have different meditations for how you're feeling um, just to get you out of like kind of awful space, you know, quickly. Um, and then we have um, 
a twin, twin flame challenge, um, the Be Through Twin Flame Boot Camp is on there, plus Q and A's. Um, wow. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Self love rituals. So there's a lot of stuff going on in our app, and it's really cool. And it's, um, but it's not available in the app stores yet. Mm-hmm. But um, there is a link that you can find it if you go to like our website or something. Okay. So what is your website, El? Be with your twin flame.com. Be with your twin flame.com. Now I will put that down in the show notes so people can go and check it out and um, definitely download that app and, and take the quiz. And if there's somebody in your life that you're wondering whether they are your twin flame. And um, yeah, I have really thoroughly enjoyed this, L. And I Me think too. that we've got a lot of great, great information across to people. So hopefully they won't have to go through such a bad such a hard transition so um thank you so much for your time today thank you so much jennifer okay bye-bye